I think this is episode 41. Welcome to episode 41 of Fresh Blood. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother-loving geek nation? You're currently tuning in to Fresh Floppies. Fresh Floppies. What is Fresh Floppies? I'm so glad you asked, listener. It's uh, it's a book. Uh, no, it's not a book. Wait, it's a you, show. In your mind. In your mind. In my mind's you, eye. In your mind's eye. Do you do they actively, like the person that's listening. Yeah. The person. We have one. We yeah. have one listener. The person that's listening. Do they... <laughs> Uh, like outside I was make of, a really dark out, joke outside about of, my mom's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's too late. You made it. <laughs> Hi, mom. I put a speaker up. <laughs> yeah, I just put yeah, a speaker yeah. by her ashes. Uh, but I make sure you do it on a different device so it counts as a download. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, Go ahead. What's thanks, the question? <laughs> um, uh, does the listener, obviously not your mom, but does the listener say out loud... What's that? <laughs> well, yeah. Or do they do it in their head? No, no, it's out loud. <laughs> out loud. Yeah, they're, they're driving in their car. Like Maybe they're on the subway. Headphones. Yeah. Like, what's that? I'm gonna try this new show. <laughs> what's that? It's just like really loud. Uh, anyway, what's up? Wait, what's really floppy? Uh, Fresh floppies is a show where we talk about the comics that are coming out today. Oh, today's the, Tuesday. Well, they're this coming week. out this week. This week. This How week. about that? Um, so we're gonna be talking about Batman and the Red Hood and Sinister Sons and Displaced. It's gonna be a lot, lot of this, comics. I'm this already week. dead. Uh, a lot some of other com- ones. A lot of, a lot of bangers this week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about the periodicals on the shelf, not your collected editions, not your graphic novels, not your omnibuses, compendiums, absolutes, High but covers. the the, the single boys. issue floppy yeah. boys that are still coming out on a weekly basis, no matter what anybody tells you. Uh, so we're going to start off with Batman number 143 uh, by Chip Zdarsky and Kamen Coley and Sorrentino. And this is the second part of the Joker Year One weekly event that is going on in the main Batman title. We talked about Year One Part One last week. Um, and uh, I think I enjoyed it more than the other gentlemen. Tim from last week joined us. And Noel, I think, was just like, eh, it's fine, right? Yeah, I mean, I um, there was uh, the the book is split in two, and I just I liked one part of the story more than the other, and I felt like the transitions between each, like I guess t- time period, yeah, time period, was sloppy, like, uh, yeah, jumping the jumping back and forth and liking one story more than the other kind of made it an imbalanced experience. But I think I was mostly positive in so much as, yeah, I'll read again, I'll, I'll yeah. keep reading, yeah. But That's if you said no, then I'd be like, okay, won't miss it. So, okay, you read this one. Yeah. Report back. My initial feelings were exonerated. Not exonerated. Supported. Oh, okay. Not supported. Wow. Uh, reach around. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, same. I love I love the I'm, – I'm really, really enjoying the Giuseppe Camincoli, um Year one. In the past, you like – Year one point five, yeah, right or no, near year point five. This is after z- z- year zero year and before year one. Yes, for Batman. Yes, for Batman. I'm enjoying that bit. Yes, because it's awesome. It's yes. it's Batman being kind of green. It's almost more a um, Gordon story, which is really cool, and a little bit of a Red Hood stuff. Like like in in zero year. Red we, Hood, the the villain, the, um, the the gang, the gang, yeah, not the not Jason Todd. It's a, it's after yes, yeah, so, I'm sorry, um, yeah, where Jason Todd gets his moniker. Um, 
it's after the disbandment or the destruction of the Red Hood gang, like those pieces putting together and, mm-hmm. and people in the force. Like that's all really interesting and I really, really like it. And then also the stuff in the past that we learn about the Joker, I thought was was kind of cool. Like it, uh, it's there's a there's a, a retcon, I guess. I mean, you can't really retcon something that's never been solidified. But I like I like the story swings in that era that Jodarski's making. Mm-hmm. I do not like and do not care about the future story. Yeah. For a various number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think the worst is that it. I'm finding it boring. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the actual mystery is that that's setting up, other than like, oh, all of Gotham's been turned into Jokers. Um, but there is a scene in there that I do like regarding his Bat family. Um, I I agree with you about the Giuseppe Comencoli ver- uh, bits of the story. I I like what Chip Zdarsky is doing. The Comencoli of it all. Exactly. Hey. Uh, and um, then you know. Uh, Putting it next to Andrea Sorrentino and what's happening in the future, it just uh, that the future bits pale in comparison. Yeah, and I'm not like, sure they're even needed. It's like you're you uh, it's every time the the book kind of gets on a clip and like there's a couple of really uh, dare I say creative reveals mm-hmm. in this book, and then that momentum is skirt. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a a brick through a glass plane window kills the momentum, kills the like the speed of this book and like the interest of this book and turns it into kind of like a muddy slog. Yeah. I'm not I I you can love Andrea Sorrentino's art. I know a lot of people do with all his Jeff Lemire work. I've never really enjoyed it and I do yeah. think it's stilted. Yes. And that's what happens when you trace a lot. Is you you lose sort of the momentum. But, but even um even somebody like Malief, who has a lot of photo references. He takes a lot of the pictures himself, so I think mm. it's a completely different kind of process. Mm. Um, it's not like he's just Google image searching Gloria uh, actors. Gloria yeah. 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 Um, but he at least, I think he understands dynamism and, and movement between panels. Mm-hmm. Andrea Sorrentino's work is just like still images next to each other. Yeah. And I, that, doesn't, that doesn't support progress. Yeah. kinetic energy through the page it's it's vibes man we, i say that way too much but i think it's one of my biggest i guess recent complaints about comics a lot of times it's style over substance or function mm-hmm. and i think this is style over function yeah. like your function the first function is tell me a story yeah and this is just stylish and then on top of that i am 80 percent sure that he's also using ai um, yeah, I, I don't know enough about, as an artist, I don't know enough, but this is way different looking yeah. and much more detailed and... There are, there are images in here that, are, that, that look painterly, like yeah. he painted it. And upon first glance, I went, oh, look at Andrea Sorrentino coming out with a different style. And then I paid a little bit more attention to it and I was like oh this is probably AI that he just even the wall even like so there's a scene of of uh the Joker all emaciated and creepy yeah. rising from water yep even the texture of the water is not like anything I've seen Andrea Sorrentino nope. do before no um because and and also too I am not I'm not super well versed on all the things he does so I grabbed the most recent issue of Tenement off the shelf the book he's writing with Jeff Lemire mm-hmm. that's 
dare I say, classic Andrea Sorrentino, where it's yeah. just like still images traced, tr- image references. I, yeah. I, I want. I don't want to keep saying trace because that sounds like there's no effort put. Yeah. Image referenced, um, highly stylized, kind of static images. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very Tim Bradstreet, if you if you remember that artist from like the late 90s early aughts uh, there's a scene where batman uh is he's picking up a ring he's he's doing a crime investigation and this ring dissolves in his hand and andrea sorrentino has traced uh, a glove and mm-hmm. i look at that glove and i go that is the most useless glove it looks, it looks it's like, one of those fat winter gloves where like you're a just gardening like, glove yeah, yeah yes yeah yeah it's like it's a it's a What's his name? Um, Freddy Krueger's glove that's underneath the, the <laughs> knives. I'm like, there's no way uh, Batman is doing any work in that glove. <laughs> yeah, the, the the fingers are so wide that I mean, well, what if he has to like uh, intricately separate wires? That's uh, right. Yeah. You can't do it. What if he has to? A bomb? You're, what if he dead. has to like move a lock pick <laughs> exactly. with his two index with an index finger and thumb yeah. not gonna very, happen very very fat yeah. <laughs> glove that he's chosen for photo reference but the rest of the book uh, i actually am interested in i how do you feel about the fact that this is a tie-in book to the batman killing the night killing joke yeah, yeah, yeah batman the night from chip zadarsky from a couple years ago the uh three jokers and i feel like there's one more. oh and then uh year zero I think it largely ignores three jokers. The uh, hold on, only in name. It largely in, ignores the story of three jokers that okay. they're actually. It largely. I don't want to spoil. It largely yeah. ignores the actual story that is in three jokers. Yeah. If somebody had just heard that phrase before, that's mm-hmm. enough. But it doesn't deal with any of the the stuff that happens in that story yeah. as an origin. Like at all? Do you like that it's tying all those things together? Um, it's not. It's not deterring me. It's not bothering me cool. because, um, again, in the all of it is only mattering in the Kamakoli stuff, mm-hmm. and it's fitting so far. Okay. Like it's slotting into place yeah. in a fun way. Yeah. So I don't care. Okay. And I also don't think when it comes to larger than life characters like this that have tons and tons of history, how do you not? You know, how do you not reconcile three or four plot threads at the same time? As long as you do it well, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I don't feel like any any of those things were required reading. Okay, okay, that was my question. Yeah, no. yeah. Because um, I feel like I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this because I have read all of those books, and I wonder if someone came in off the street and they're like, "Oh, I hear they're doing a Joker Year One." Uh, I'm not sure how they'd react to this story. I feel like the only thing that mildly throws off, throws me off is batman's outfit if i didn't read year zero Mm -hmm. i wouldn't know that like he had like a purple glove era and i'd be like why is he why is his costume stupid yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think it's stupid actually slightly bent yeah (laughs) that's honestly that is the only cue of my because everything else it's just like oh this is earlier in this career this is earlier here like everything else is very approachable Mm -hmm. the only thing that's kind of like a visual standoff is that's a different version of any early batman suit i've ever seen unless i read that one story yeah that's okay. uh, literally that's it. I think it's pretty approachable other than that. Right on. Cool. Oh, how floppy. Fresh. <laughs> I think it I think it's fresh <laughs> every time. Uh, so I'm still <laughs> how floppy. Uh I think it's I mean it's pretty floppy. The the cover is not cardstock. Uh-huh. Um Thank you. I'm still on fresh enough. That's where I'm at. Fresh enough. Um but I this Zadarsky's run is getting just as much 
That's not true. I was going to say it's getting just as much shit as Zeb Wells' no, it's Spider-Man, not. but it's not. But it is getting a lot of pushback, um, and I, I've read some of the pushback. I've jumped in and out of the, jumped in and out of the run. I think what some people are complaining about is uh, valid, but I also think that some of the things that people are complaining about is hyperbolic and really silly. Um, it's he's doing a long story, so oh, you yes. can't you can't you can't judge really judge one chapter or pull one scene out and be like what kind of garbage is this like he's about what else are you supposed to do on twitter that's all they do he's about 24 issues into like a long form run so let him just let him cook yeah either 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 if either let the let the books pile up and read them in a chunk or step back and maybe batman you'd take a break but, That's what I've done. But there's nothing wrong with this book. This is not a bad book. It's just he's doing some different stuff, and if it's not vibing with you, don't be a jerk. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I came back on this because of the Joker Year One bit, but I, I, otherwise, I've been kind of skipping it. I, I didn't love. I didn't want to stay on after Failsafe, but when I think about the Failsafe arc, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like in hindsight, thinking about it, it's like. All right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So like that's what makes me want to just wait for a lot of it to be collected cool. first. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about next? There's, there's so many books. Oh. All right. So since we're in the Batman realm, the Batman? I read Red Hood, The Hill, number one by Martin Bro. Was it? Um, oh, shoot. Something Martin Bro? Dave. John. Hector. Oh, uh, shoot. Sean. Sean. Sean Martin Bro so and um, Sanford Green. Mm. And so... Okay. Uh, you know, here's a, here's, a, here's a warning for y'all. If you like the Red Hood... Jason Todd, not the gang. Not the gang, from or one. not uh, Joker pre Joker. Yeah. yeah, Red Hood, Jason Todd. You should one hundred percent pick up Red Hood, The Hill Number Zero, which came out last week, and that was a bunch of backups, I think, that introduced this neighborhood, this mm-hmm. sub- suburb of Gotham City, um, the people who live there, the businesses that are there, and uh, what was going on, I guess, just post Joker War. Um, but, uh, I did not do that. (laughs) So, uh, I took one for the team. Uh, uh, if you want to read this, read zero first. That being said, this number one, uh, kind of impressed me because it seems to be a cast of characters that actually feel like they live in this bit of the city. You shut your face. Uh, all, his entire supporting <laughs> cast, I think, except for like maybe one person, are people of color. Um, there's a lot of Spanglish being tossed around. Um, and uh, it, it feels like I've only read one issue of the, I've never heard of The Hill. Have you heard of The Hill before as a suburb of Gotham? No. I've heard of like The Narrows. The, uh, yeah, The Narrows, Crime Alley, Crime Alley. Uh, Bloodhaven next door, but I've yeah. never heard of The Hill. Yeah, me neither. Um, but it, this feels like it's a really lived-in place that you could go to. Uh, the, the side characters are actually really uh, kind of realistic feeling. Um, so I give it props for that. It's my fault. No, it's not my fault. No, it's not. Um, if you see Red Hood, The Hill Number One, you should be able to pick up Red Hill, Red Hood, The Hill Number One, and think that you're getting a first issue. There's nothing in this that says you need to read The Hill Number Zero first. Um, so I think that is a misstep. Mm. Uh, I feel like Zero 
issue zero did a lot of heavy lifting and I kind of jumped in on issue two here without knowing the cast of characters, yeah. the stakes, et cetera, I, et cetera. I remember when they announced this book, um, there was a small contingent online that was like, yes, they're finally continuing this. And I felt, I felt stupid. I'm like, who, what, what yeah. do you continue? What's it? Like at first I thought like, oh my God, is this like a abandoned nineties concept? Uh, is this like a, but no, I, 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 I don't, I had no clue what was going on. Um, and But to be fair, I am notoriously allergic to anthology series. Yeah. Um, so if this was happening in like a Batman Underground, what was it called? Um, yeah. Case Files. But, was that Underground or? No. Batman Confidential, Unlimited un- or? Un- uh, unnamed. Yeah. Uh, confidential? Urban? Uh, Urban Legends. Urban Legends. Was it Urban that's Legends? That's what it was. Batman Urban Legends. I if bet that comes from this. Yeah, then I didn't read it, and I Me never either. will. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this is cool. Yeah? Yeah, this is cool. Uh, I like all these side characters already. Uh, I, like I said, it feels like it's a lived-in place. I'm actually going to go back and reread, or not reread, but I'm going to go back and revisit Red Hood, The Hill Number Zero, which is basically issue one, uh, because I am kind of curious about this. Um Red Hood is not a character that I love. Uh, Jason Todd, I think he was better dead. Um, <laughs> although, Under the Red Hood was one of my favorite stories. So, um, And I like his new design. I, I don't think they've known what to do with him since New 52. 100%. Like, him, him coming back as a foil, not unlike Bucky, was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a really good story, really well told. Um, it was even cooler because it it explored things about Batman that weren't able to be explored before. Awesome. Since new 52, he's just become edgelord Nightwing and he's boring to read. He's just so boring to read. But here he's, he's sort of, it seems to have given that up and he seems to care about people again. Great. So yeah. Um, he's like, they settled on a costume. Yes. Okay. Yes. For for now, he has like 80 costumes. Uh, it feels a little bit like Hawkeye where he Mm. lived in an apartment complex and then there were all of those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, cool. I, I would say um, I would also say fresh enough. I'm not. You don't have fresh to jump enough on this. with zero or without zero. Fresh enough with zero. Okay. Yeah, I don't read number one without zero. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, oh, what do you got? Oh, I want to talk about Action Comics. Um, Superman Action Comics number 1062. Sorry, 1062. I don't want to. I don't want to mess up. I don't want. I don't want to anger any uh, my mathletes out there. Um, so this is written by Jason Aaron with art by Tim's uh, John Tim. John Tim. Um, this is the second issue in uh, Jason Aaron's first Superman story. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the last one. This is a this is a weird book. Um, I struggle with talking about this because I think I like it, but then there's times when I hate it. Um, the first issue I loved because it was big and weird. And there were legitimate characters talking in like rhyming Stanley style dialogue, magic dialogue. And I was like, this is so stupid. I love it. But then it kept escalating to the point where it's here Um, in the in the book. uh, Bizarro, because of all of the constant reboots and expansions and contractions of the multiverse, Bizarro did have a homeland. He did have. Uh, a Lois Lane and a Daily Planet and was living in peace and they sent him off and he was happy because of all that something has happened and his world is no longer there so he is tearing through um, everywhere searching for enough magic to bring his world back 
which is Hal Jordan. Sweet. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. not unlike that. Um, Coast City, except the whole universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way he does it is by basically infecting, magically infecting Earth with a Bizarro virus. Can we stop? So everyone's turning Bizarro. Just yeah. for a second, because yeah. I lo- what I love about that is the idea that he is the Bizarro. He is the opposite of Superman, and therefore, something that never occurred to me, Superman's, one of his main weaknesses is that he's susceptible to magic. So Bizarro is super dope at magic. Yeah, he's... Which I thought was real cool. Yeah, like the... Something I didn't... Something not on my 2024 bingo card was watching an overpowered Bizarro cast spells. Yeah, yeah just like <laughs> and, Dr. Strange and, all over the yeah, place. Yeah, and thwarting um, Superman. Yeah. And as stupid as it sounds... I mean, logically, it makes sense if that is something that, you know, Superman can't do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so this book, it, it, I thought that it was, and this is only a three issue arc. Oh. Okay. So I thought that we were going to like kind of move. I, I assumed we were going to move fast, but I wasn't prepared for how much this issue escalates things mm. um, to the point now where I'm, I'm like, we're, they bring in everything. Your boy John Constantine shows up for a hot second. That is my boy. Um, I love that guy. Like, they're a race against the clock. And Superman is, everyone is trying to, um, who hates, raise your hand in your car if you hate Bizarro speak. Me. Yep. Hate it. It is in this book, but it's few and far between. The way that Aaron kind of treats the Bizarro virus and Bizarros themselves, large concepts are opposite. So, like, love, hate, save, kill, or save, not save, uh, laughing is crying. Yeah. Like, that big stuff Living is opposite. Is but not every single piece of dialogue is opposite speak, because if it yeah. wasn't, it would be horrific. Yeah. So the citizens of, of Metropolis who are infected by the Bizarro virus are constantly trying to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. They're trying to hurt themselves. They're trying to hurt things. And Superman, who is fighting off the same virus, but he's able to kind of, like, keep pushing it off, is sleepless for days constantly saving people from hurting themselves yeah. um, in between having visions of hurting people because the virus keeps kind of Making taking hold. Want to. Yeah. 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 It is a cool That's concept. Cool. I, it, it's a roller coaster. So there are scenes I've, I would read a scene and I would finish it and be like, Oh man, this is, this is dark. I don't like this. This feels weird. And then the next scene would win me back. Yeah. So like, I think this is totally worth reading, but I can totally see people being like, this is trash and stupid, and okay. I hate Jason Aaron. Like, yeah. this is fun and big and dumb. Mm-hmm. This, this I do think is, as I'm talking about it, I think it's on par with Offworld, which is just a big Batman swashbuckly dumb yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. This nice. is fun. Yeah, this is, this is not scalped Jason Aaron or, <laughs> or dark Jason Aaron or crime Jason Aaron. This is... This is Avengers, Jason Aaron. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Which is like, you know, War of Vampires and uh, Moon Knight throwing the moon at people, yeah, yeah. Jason Aaron. So if you're, as long as you know what you're signing up for, I think you'll have a really good time. Word. I think this is fresh. Just straight fresh. Straight up fresh. Yeah, even nice. even even with my misgivings, I'm like, this is totally worth reading. Yeah. Nice. Um, what's next on the docket? I'll tell you what it is. It's another book that you read that I didn't, which is called Sinister Sons. Yeah, man. The son um, of General Zod, the son of Sinestro. They are dot, 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 Sinister Sons. Is it the son of Sinestro? <gasps> what? We don't know. Oh, jeez. We just presume. Uh, this. I do love his giant rings. His name is Sinson. Sinson? Sinson? Oh, mother... F- come on. 
Um, Sinsun? So, I'm at a disservice. This apparently started not unlike... The Hill. Not unlike The Hill as backups in the Green Lantern book. And, yeah, all of the Sinsun stuff... <laughs> that's a stupid sentence. The Sinsun stuff? All the Sinsun stuff uh, started as backups in the Green Lantern book. Um, and they don't recap it here. Hmm. So we start with this kid who is putting together a plan to get off this crime planet with a bunch of other kids that he deputizes as members of the Simpson army. Yeah, he was he was um uh, uh, an orphan, right? I guess so. He's like part of an orphanage. Is that what it is? Like, it's like an orphanage? Crime, it's like a like an orphanage for crime, like kids who are like pickpockets and all that other sort of stuff. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Cool. Great. We've got some Oliver Twist in there. Baby That's crime awesome. family. Yeah. Um, Run by a you know, big dipshit. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, and at the same time, uh, Lorzod? I forget his name. General Zod's kid has been banished from New Krypton. I believe his name is Zodson. Zodson? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Lil Zod is oh, banished. Oh, Lorzod. Yeah, Lorzod and Sinson. So he is uh, on a crash course with this planet that Sinson's on, and Sinson's like, holy shit, that's a ship. I need it. So that's this whole, like, going to try and steal this kid's ship because he just needs a ship to get out. Sure. There's your setup. It's, um... Well, by the way, Peter J. Tomasi... Yeah, Peter J. Tomasi... Sorry, Peter J. Tomasi uh, drawn by David LaFuente. Peter J. Tomasi, who is the creator of Super Sons. Which is uh, delightful. Great book. Absolutely great book. So, so this is the the reverse of that. General Zod and... Yeah. I would, I kind of... I cheered when, I, when they said they were doing this. I was like, oh, okay. That's this cool. Is, Everything in this book is delightful, but without having read the backups, I was at a little bit of a disservice starting, and this whole first issue is just more setup because it ends with them finally meeting face to face, which is fine. Yeah, but it it's kind of like that f- form over function. Mm. It's a it's not a very good cliffhanger to your first issue, so it makes me feel like, oh, this would have been better as a larger YA full graphic novel. Oh, I see. Not in issues. Uh-huh. Because I don't think that the story is serviced by this format. Okay. Especially if it started in four or five page backups, moved to 20 pages, and still doesn't feel like we're past the first chapter. Yeah. So Interesting. I... I this is adorable. David LaFuente's art is colorful and wild and, and easy to follow and really fun. And blocky. But and I don't I don't think this is, by definition, like on, on the strictest, most semantical definition, I don't think this is a good first issue. Just like The Hill. I think me. this is I think this is the beginning of a cool story that I wish was in a different format. It's yeah, I feel I felt the same about the hill. And this one, Sinister Sons, we don't even get the zero issue that I was complaining about. No. So it's even less than. Mm-hmm. But that being said, this book looks really like I love the David LaFuente art. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. So uh, I might I'm gonna check this out, even though you absolutely hate it and want it to be burned. <laughs> I think uh, I I think there's value in this, and uh, honestly too, I think that these uh, Peter Tomasi is a writer to follow. If he has a story planned out for these two kids, yeah, do it. That's where I'm at. Everyone should support it. It's Tomasi's great. Great. But I think that this is a lacking issue number one. Fair enough. For hopefully a much more fulfilling kind of experience later down the road. Right on, brother. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk okay. about let's talk about stuff that's not DC. DC, yeah. <laughs> very DC-heavy show. Uh, Boom Studios. 
Biggity boom. One of our other favorite publishers. I mean, at this point, it's just publishers we don't like. Everyone else is great. What? One of our other favorite publishers. We've got so many favorite oh, publishers. Yeah, it yeah. might as well just like, yeah. just call out the ones you don't care for. Um, the Displaced, Chapter One, No Time for Goodbye, written by Ed Brisson, illustrated by Luca Casalaguida. 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 Hey. Um, this. I'm Italian. Was it's okay. Great. Right? I loved this. Right? This was fantastic. The art um, by Luca, um, very sort of, um, gosh, what was his name? He did, oh, Funky Buckets. He did um, that, it's not Walking Tall, but it was basically Walking Tall, you know, old, grumpled um, uh, police captain, sheriff, takes on the football team in a small town uh, Are you talking with about- a stick. With a giant bat, and then his, his son I didn't, shows I up. I didn't read Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards. Latour? That guy's name is Latour. Yeah, Jason, Jason Latour. Latour. Very Jason Latour. We've got a long is road really? to get there. I'm so sorry. This is very Jason Latour for me, yeah. the artwork. Uh, this is great. It sets up an awesome mystery. Uh, it feels like one of those shows that I've never watched. That um, has no that, ending. It's <laughs> like The 100. The 100, the, uh, the, bub- was the bubble one, the. The dome, yeah. The one hundred, the dome. Uh, yeah. So this is um the the this book. It's cosmic horror. Yes. Um, something happens to an entire town, a t- yeah. an entire city in Canada, mm-hmm. and this story follows the people that are on the outskirts of the city when that happens. Yeah. What happens next is like really fascinating and very creative that I've never seen kind of explored. Yeah. yeah. I loved this issue. Uh, I think everyone should pick it up, but I am leery because historically stories that are kind of this big and this kind of like eerie mm. have terrible fucking conclusions oh, okay. or they never conclude. Right. It's just like, you know, the journey was the important part kind yeah, of yeah. shit. Not there's a reason why this happened. This for the friends you met along the way. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't know if this is an ongoing. I don't know if this is a miniseries. I, I am so incredibly intrigued. JD just ran to go look. I'm so incredibly intrigued. But as a person that's been reading for a gajillion years, I'm, I think I'm understandably leery. Like, I hope this is going somewhere. It's a five-issue miniseries. Got there it. There you go. Um, Perfect. I hope. Well, That's I mean, all I, want. I I I felt similarly with Alienated. I was. God damn it. Yeah, Mother. the first two or three issues, it's like this is I I this is such a cool concept. I hope it doesn't go on too long. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a satisfying kind of wrap up, and I hope they explain enough, but don't explain everything. Like, yeah. there's a really subtle balance that a story like this needs to hit. Hit. Walk. Walk. Uh, um, uh, Tightrope. Balance on yeah. a balance that they have to balance on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of factors, uh, and I, I hope, I this is cool. Yeah. This is such a cool first issue. I, had, I, I, I wasn't gonna read it, but then um, I think you had mentioned like, huh, you might want to give that one a try. And I, yeah. yeah, it's the first thing I read actually. No, I and, lied. I lied. The first thing I read is our last book coming up. But then I went straight to this, and I was like, oh man, that was great. Yeah, it is. It is Love a it. solid ass book. I, I think I, I, I hope not too many people are sleeping on it. Yeah, I think actually I. Hadn't heard about it until like a couple until days ago. Until it was ago. on my shelf. Yeah. Yeah. So. Same. 
Uh, oh, fre- uh, you know what? Uh, fresh AF. I think it's fresh as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Fresh, yeah. It is a sh- very strong first issue. This is my first fresh AF of the of the podcast of the of the episode. Um, my other fresh AF. Yeah, I, yeah. Spoilers. This is fresh as fuck. I love this book. Yeah. Is uh, if you find this, I'm already dead from Dark Horse Comics, Flux House, which I guess is Matt Keint's um, publishing he's initiative. Got, he's got an imprint now. So yeah, script by Matt Keint and art by Dan McDade, who we know from. Well, Firefly, um, and that it was an oversized the TKO book. Yeah, the um, TKO book. It's a, it's an unruly title. It's like yeah. the fearsome lives Dr. of fate. Fear or something. Fearsome yeah. fate of Doctor Fart. I, it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll look it up. You um, you vamp. So yeah, if you find this, I'm already dead. Number one, I again, I don't know if this is a miniseries. But this is straight off the bat bonkers. I really like this. We're introduced to a bunch of... Fearsome Dr. Fang. Thank you. You're in, you're in a helicopter. You're going into a war zone with a grizzled group of professionals who know exactly what they're doing. And then they are joined by... We find out they are joined by this woman who uh, worked for the... She's an, the Times she's, an, she's an embedded war reporter. So yeah. she is on the ground reporting for the Washington Times, New York Post. She has a history. She's been to, she's collectively been on more tours and in more war zones than all of these guys Grizzled, put together. Yeah, soldiers, yeah. experts. Um, and then, of course, they land in the, in the, in the war zone and things go. It's things not happen. awesome. It's just not awesome. Um, but uh, do we want to talk about, so how do we? The very fir- <laughs> the, literally the very first page explains the regular world that on the other side or in between the moon and earth um an anomaly has been kind of found and this anomaly is basically a gateway yeah a quantum realm we have been sending yeah quantum realm we have been sending um recon missions into the quantum realm some go well some don't uh and this is they're doing it for a couple of years now yeah and this is the first time that they have allowed a war Civi- correspondent civilian. or civilian to come along with because they feel it's not safe, but it's safe enough to actually start documenting, right? Yeah. Um, and shit goes really terrible. Yeah. So it's so it's 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 this kind of grounded science fiction vibe mm-hmm. that um, Dan McDade just fucking crushes. Yeah. Like killing it, dude. The, the, the color. I think the coloring does just as much work as his pencils because it doesn't feel shiny. Like other sci-fi kind of does, it feels very grimy, very dirty. Yeah, but also not muddy, not mm-hmm. um, hard to follow. Like, the, oh, I think it should be noted too. This is an oversized book. Yeah, I like I like this format. Reading this, this, this is way. kind of like yeah. a European oversized um, format. Issue. Not, yeah, it's um, still issue size, uh, issue length. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe slightly. Bigger. Actually, probably a little bit bigger. It's like maybe thirty pages. Yeah, 30, 34 to thirty-six. Yeah, but. Um, McDade takes he takes uh, uh, advantage of the space. There's a couple of layouts, especially in the back in, in the the back half of the book, where he really does play with like the that like that. Yeah, he really does play with like the larger format in a fun fun way. Like this was this and displaced. Yeah, I oh these were so two, good. Two, my two favorite books of this week. Were this is also, books I didn't hear about uh, until I read them. This is probably the first. This is like. This is probably my favorite Matt Kent so far. Oh, it's absolutely my favorite. Yeah. I have tried time and again, and I've never gotten past through an issue. I don't think I've ever gotten through a full I, issue. I am. I hated Berserker. 
Oh, is that him too? Yeah. With um, Keanu. I, I, I read all 12 issues Mind in Diane's. management. I, apparently that was great, but I just never. I never really cared for his art style, not unlike yeah. Jeff Lemire, so it oh. kind of throws, it uh, pulls me off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he's when he's penciling for other people, or when he's writing for other pencilers, I'm in. Yeah, this is great. Highly recommend. Fresh, fresh AF. If yeah. you find this, I'm already dead. If you find this, I'm already dead. Tell, ask your local comic shop to, to order a copy for you because this book is cool as hell. Yeah. And mm. I'm not entirely sure how many shops are carrying it, to be honest. I, so. Honestly, what's the price point? $7.99. $7.99? Yeah. Um, oversized format, higher cost, yeah. unknown property, probably not. Ask your local comic shop to get you one because yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Agree. Is that it? Did we do it? I think that's all the books. Is there anything you're you're, you're excited to I read this week? I am stoked to get to the new episode of Transformers number five. Still great. And I want to read the Creep Show because I love Joe Hill. He did a one shot this week called Joe Hill's Wolverton Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, um, I'm I'm excited to uh, continue my journey through Gang War. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Amazing Spider Man Gang War, uh, and. There's a new image book that I'm. Uh, I think sounds cool. Um, oh. Infernals, written by oh, sure. Ryan Parrott. Cool. But uh, yeah, man, nothing but good stuff. Awesome. Uh, join us tonight, uh, where to- we're going to be talking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's yeah, our the it's first our, two episodes. Our um our Valentine's Day episode where we talk about couple shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, join us uh, uh, on uh, YouTube. Just look for Cult Pop Go or Cult Pop Podcast. Yep. And we'll see you there. Thanks, guys, for hanging out, and we'll chat with you later. Doo doo doo. Bye. It's gonna blow my mind just like the first time. When you told me by the neon side. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.